0: The following video is an interview with Richard Etel, he is the CEO of Smart Containers. And at the time of recording, at the time of posting, the dates for the sales hadn't been announced. The pre-sale will be in May 2018 and the main sale will be in June 2018. Hi everybody, this is Crypto Rich working with you to get rich with crypto, filling our pockets with crypto profits. And today I am having a conversation with Richard Etel. Now who is Richard Etel? Well I'll tell you in a moment. Uh, but first, let me tell you, this is not financial advice. Do your own due diligence. Don't invest any more than you can afford to lose. And in this video and all the other videos that I do, what I'm doing is sharing with you my opinion and what I'm discovering as I travel around the blockchain. Uh, Richard, oh, this is a sponsored video. Richard is the CEO and the founder of Smart Containers. They will be going into an ICO very shortly. And what we're gonna be doing is talking about Smart Containers. And one of the things I like about Smart Containers, because it's the sort of cryptocurrency that I personally invest in, which is an ERC20 with a passive income element. So if that's the sort of um, cryptocurrency asset that you're interested in, please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and get ready with your comments and your questions for myself or Richard and the Smart Containers team. Okay, good. Yes, and uh, I'm recording this while I'm in the US and you are in uh, in I'm in Germany right now. You're in Munich. Germany right now. Okay, great. Well, listen, thank you so much, Richard, for making yourself available. Do you want to s- say a little bit about yourself, and um, let me make you see if I can make you a little bit bigger. You, Karen, talking. Say a little bit about yourself.
1: So uh, I'm Austrian. Uh, I uh, grew up in Vienna. Went to international schools, and then had the privilege to to study in the U.S. Um, but I came to Switzerland, where I uh, was able to co-found and help build up an institute that promotes entrepreneurship, together my mentor, and from that developed actually my passion for entrepreneurship. And uh, after uh, four four years as a stint in in a manufacturing company in Switzerland, my co-founder Nico called me up because he was working on a new insulation technology, originally for buildings. And when we pitched it for a building of Novartis, the pharma company, uh, we were invited to launch, could we design a container for them? And this launched us into the container industry. We launched then uh, first our pharma application, which is called SkyCell, which is now five years old. It's still now the fourth largest provider in that sector. Yep. And now that the company is running, we can actually launch into our second application and field. That's food distribution, so through food
0: gardens. Okay, very good. I've got the link, the web page of SkyCell open. I'm just going to try and get onto there, but Zoom may defeat me. Oh, I got it. Okay, so you launch SkyCell, and they do containers for shipping pharmaceutical products.
1: Correct. So these are specialized containers. In pharma, it's about temperature control. So pharmaceutical products are very temperature sensitive. So historically, they were some were temperature sensitive. Yeah. Now if you look into what's coming to the market now and in the next couple of years, everything's temperature sensitive. So these are injectables. So these are syringes that are injected into the body. I think one common example here is um, vaccines. Vaccines are very temperature sensitive. If they're too warm, they lose performance over time. If they're slightly frozen, broken. So here, this is, this is uh, the original um, application. Uh, what we 're now most used for is actually high value shipments, so here we're talking about one million dollars per pallet value, so this is the majority of our uh, business today, so in the high end and now we're're we're mass adopted uh, being mass adopted by customers, so the average product value can go down to as low as one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but the majority is still around a million
0: dollars wow that 's amazing you know i was I was thinking about um about this interview and I was thinking about packaging and how important packaging is. And I started thinking about Tetra Pak and I did a little bit of research about about Tetra Pak to go into this, right? Because everybody you know, drinks juices and milk and stuff, right? But the people who really, really made the money are Tetra Pak, they're billionaires, massive company. And then it's the same thing about whoever, I don't know, has cornered the market on cardboard boxes, say for television sets. You'll make a lot of money on the television sets But you'll make even more, I imagine, on cardboard boxes because they have a far uh, wider range of applications.
1: Yeah, so I think why did we choose pharma? First of all, because the pharmaceutical industry has this need. It's an industry that's also regulated. So the need will actually increase also due to regulation. So normally I'm not a fan of regulation, but since it's affecting us positively, (laughs) I can be a fan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so that means, what, what is regulation in pharma distribution? If it says 2 to 8 degrees Celsius, for example, on the package, yeah. then for example, Saudi Arabia says if it's 8.1, you can't sell it. You can't even bring it into the country, you have to take it out. So, And Saudi Arabia is not the exception anymore. The majority of countries are moving to this um, it's very strict uh, form of regulation,
0: okay. and that's
1: driving adoption of more modern container technology.
0: Okay. And then, and then how do you manage to maintain these temperature ranges? What's so special about your insulating materials?
1: So I think this, these are two aspects, two of our key innovations. One is a new insulation technology. That was my co-founder's Nico original invention. Uh, it's an insulation technology that reflects heat radiation. So when, when the container f- flies throughout the world and sits on a tarmac, for example, in Dubai, Yeah. 96% of that sun radiation, which would otherwise heat up the container, is actually reflected.
0: Wow. Okay. So
1: that's 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 one uh, of of the innovations. And the second one is the way we 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 store the cooling energy. Uh, our main competitors are like flying fridges, which are operated through a battery. And the fridge has a has a has a problem. The warmer it gets outside, the less efficient the fridge becomes, and at some point it can't even cool anymore. Yeah. We developed we chemicals, which are built into the walls of the containers, which melt and freeze at specific temperatures. And we developed chemicals, which store a lot of energy at the the temperature that are required by the pharmaceutical industry. And we can recharge. So the container recharges not by electricity, but by placing it in a cool truck. Yeah or into the cool warehouse at the airport. So whenever the container is moved into these areas, which is the case in pharmaceutical industry anyways, we start recharging. And that's, that way we, we can do trips that last 10, 11 days easy.
0: That's extraordinary. That's really, really extraordinary. And you've got um, something like 100 patents so there's obviously some very bright bunnies working with SkyCell. <laughs> no,
1: we have 96 patents granted today. We have uh, three more pending. So, uh, yes, we're close to, to the 100 mark. Um, I, I sometimes joke to, to, to customers, uh, we, we have a, a big engineering company which also does sales.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good, very good. And can you say what the patents are about generally? without disclosing yes. any trade secrets.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. So first of all, patents can be googled anyways. Um, so one is a coating technology reflecting heat radiation and the way you design the coating. One is the structure for our insulation so it actually looks like a honeycomb structure. Yeah. Um, how do you make that? Um, then gas-filled panels so we can create cavities which uh, are then created through these coated structures and the cavities are either vacuumized or filled with noble gases. Um, then the cooling technology, the way we uh, create crystals, so that the, the chemicals in essence form crystals, which through, through heat start to melt and uh, which can refreeze. And so that, that's the way we store energy. We have uh, IT patents how to measure how fully charged the container is, mm-hmm. we have uh, IT patterns on how to predict the performance of the container in real life, um, so shock and vibration, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot, a lot of, it's always small things, Yeah, uh, but it's the sum of these small things that make us significantly better than what's on the market
0: today. That's right, that gives you the edge, right? Now my understanding is Skycell's been going for five years, yeah. And you've moved from wherever you were as a beginning company to you're the number four in the industry. Yes, so
1: this year we were we started as the number four. Maybe by the end of the year we may end up as the third largest provider. So that's still in the stars, but yeah. it's looking pretty good. We just won a couple of very big accounts, so uh, it's it's moving forward. Okay. Um, and what we're also launching now this year, so this was a big passion project of, of Nikon Mine, is direct to patient distribution. So we developed, so we can scale our technology in size. Yeah. What bring it to market this year is a device which is actually, well, it's about it's smaller than laptop, um, and uh, it, which can ship one single syringe, or it could be a multipack, but it could be as little as one syringe to your home. Yeah. And that way, um, that's addressing the need of pharmaceutical companies designing sort of the right cocktail to, to, to beat exactly your cancer. Uh, it can be used also for people that have a chronic disease, that they get a supply regularly to their home. They don't have to go to the pharmacy. And um, some treatments, you also they're chronic and you want to go on vacation. But how do you bring that temperature-sensitive product onto vac- in, in, in vacation or on a business trip? So that's also a device that people can uh, use for those applications.
0: Okay, that's extraordinary, but how would that be cost... Um, what's the word? Affordable? How would it be cost effective? Alright, All
1: right. so this this is, I think, what, what makes us... So why did we invest three years into that project? Um, today's solutions are actually quite bulky, mm-hmm. and they cost up to $400. Now, what we're bringing to market, it's a box that lives for up to two years, and the idea is that it's about sorry, about $200 a year. Now, if, if you break that down into business days, that's about a $1 per business day. It's, it's cheap enough that you could actually buy it in case you wanted to use it on your own. But if we rent this device out to, to for example, a pharmacy chain, um, they can offer it to you as a, as, a, as, a, as a customer for as little as $1 a day. And then it becomes very affordable.
0: Okay, and, it's, and it can be reused?
1: It's reusable, um, it can be reused more than a thousand times which in a two years lifespan is unrealistic, but um, it could be reused as often as 400 times, so I think that's, that's possible.
0: Wow, that's amazing, that's really really amazing. Okay, So it, it sounds to me from what you're saying that Skycell is already successful, already growing, you don't need the blockchain, Please go away and carry on as you are. (laughs) Why move on to the blockchain?
1: Well, the big containers, you could say that. um, Because, you know, to administrate 1,000 containers, you could almost do it in Excel. We don't do it. We have an ERP system, which we design in-house. But the larger you grow, the more more important it is that uh, you actually decrease the cost of administration of, of container rentals. And this is where the blockchain is, is the, the revolutionary technology that we can employ here. So about last uh, September, last year, we started experimenting with, uh, with blockchain. And in January this year, we, we are, were the first container company in air freight to accept uh, cryptocurrencies as payments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not widely adopted yet by, by freight forwarders, so by the, by the CUNY Argus and DHLs of the world. But I think that will come. I think it will take time. But surprisingly airlines, they're really looking into it and we have some really interesting trials going on right now. And then once you go smaller, how do you administrate at some point maybe 10, 20, maybe 100 million of these smaller direct-to-patient devices you would be chasing after invoices all the time. Yeah. And so I think this is where the blockchain actually makes it possible to operate such a business model.
0: Wow, okay, okay, so airlines, I can definitely get how, why airlines would be interested because they're dealing with different currencies all the time, flying all over the world, and using a cryptocurrency, they would, do de- you know, do away with a lot of the friction in terms of exchanging from one currency to another, and also the time that it takes. Okay. And and which cryptocurrencies will you will you take payment in?
1: So today we accept uh, the the two big ones, Bitcoin and uh, Ether. Mm-hmm. Um, Ether is more used than Bitcoin. Uh, for the transaction cost reasons. Yes. Um, but it's, we, we started, I mean, we had to start somewhere and these were the two that we thought were our most accepted today in the market. But obviously we would be open to, to add more in the future.
0: Okay, okay. Now I know the other thing that you're doing, Richard, is you're moving over onto the... Um, th- there's another division, Food... I've got I've got the website open up. Yes, this- Food Guardians. Food Guardians, that's it, sorry, this is the website, this, I'm using Zoom, it's a whole lot better than Skype, but this thing keeps coming up, getting in the way of the tabs. Yeah, so
1: it's, it's, it has a green logo, um, so Food Guardians is based on the same technology as SkyCell, so what we, we can leverage the, the five years of uh, building really efficient and reliable containers for the food industry. Yeah. Uh, on the food side, um, there are a couple of interesting use cases. Since about three years, uh, the airline industry asked us if we could design a similar food container and we, we always said no because we had to focus on the farmer side. Now, now that's starting to run, we can um, build these assets and rent them out to the airlines. And that's a really interesting, food, uh, interesting case to ship, for example, fish from uh, Norway to Dubai or, for example, from Sri Lanka to, to Europe. uh, But the more interesting case that I came um, in contact with more often was in-country distribution. For example, Dubai as another example, or the United Arab Emirates in general, Mm -hmm. imports 95% of their fresh food, Mm -hmm. 95% is imported. And so that's the meat from Australia, that's the fish from Sri Lanka, that's the berries from uh, South Africa, or the vegetables uh, from, from Europe and uh, and then you need to distribute that also locally, because the heat is so extreme there, yeah the, equipment, the trucks, they easily break down within the first I mean after two years, they're almost broken, mm-hmm. and they, they break down frequently. And if we bring the technology into the box, then you don't need a cool truck, but you can use any truck, and that gives you a lot of logistics flexibilities. The second aspect that we can add here is because our containers are so airtight. We can actually add um, gases which preserve the food longer. So this is actually used in in, uh, in in mass logistics already today. But as soon as you break it down, uh, it's not with gas anymore. And here, this could really ex- extend the shelf life of products uh, in use in, in restaurants and in hotels.
0: Okay, all right. Th- I mean, this sounds just great. Like really, really great, successful, traditional, legacy company. And I can get how you use the blockchain to facilitate payments to deal with payments, but where else does the blockchain have any applications?
1: Actually, so payments is the first step. Yeah. Second step is smart contracts, because just paying is is a little bit maybe reduces the friction, but the real value becomes when it's uh, it's through a smart contract, because then you can automate a lot of the the, the mechanics of the business. For example, that you say let's say on the big containers it's a, it's a five-day rental model and uh, you don't return it on the fifth day so an automatically another rental period is added that could be one day depends on the business model that you want to run or for example if you return it at a different station then that triggers a surcharge or uh, for example if you break the container or if it doesn't return then automatically that triggers the insurance process so i think this is the beauty that um, the blockchain can create and this is something that we're developing under a brand which is called Logichain. Yep. chain's job is actually uh, to create an ecosystem for the logistics world to rent out these containers and Skycell and food containers are the first two applications. So what we want to build is a neutral platform that others also want to use so it's open I hope that at some point the Kunanagles, DHLs of the world, the Emirates and so forth won't use it mm-hmm. and uh, because it's it's efficient and cheap. And we are the first to use cases that demonstrate that this actually works.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm 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 um, what am i I'm thinking about the application and where it's going. to. one of the things that I was trained in as a social worker is I look at the past behavior or the past operations or a particular pattern within a family and see how it's playing out currently and how it might play out. Now if I bring that sort of thinking to bear with um, smart containers, what we have is a company that has gone from nothing to number four in five years, has close to a hundred patents, has so all got these innovative products and designs, and now you're going to bring the sort of technological breakthroughs and advancement and the ease of processes that uh, blockchain offers. So I'm a bit like, you know, when we meet again in five years' time, and like, Richard, my God, Richard, what have you done? <laughs> You'll be able so to tell I'm, me we this think this I don't think I'm an exception.
1: So serial entrepreneurship is actually very common. Yeah. Because once you have figured out the recipe, how you build a team, and... In case you have a platform technology how you can apply that to multiple applications, then uh, yeah it becomes natural you can't even stop it's in your nature you want to oh yeah we found another application <laughs> as soon as the rest of the business is stable enough you can say let's start building that up
0: yes and
1: I think it's very important to, to find the right moment when you say let's let's start this second application and I yes. think this is this is now the moment
0: very good very good okay so you've got the the farmer industry, you've got the food industry and you said this will be this could be the beginning, I mean what other industries do you think this you could move into?
1: Well these are the two big ones Um, let's say we we, so in the pharma pharma industry this is something I know really well since I I did this now for five years, um, the food industry is significantly larger in terms of volume so I would not even look at another sector I would really only focus on how do we get a very big slice of the pie because in food we have different you you can transfer bulk so the salmon farmed in Norway and bring it to the world. You can do regional distribution with an application in supplying the hotels and restaurants but you could also look at instant food deliveries as it is now really popular uh, with Uber Eats or other services that we provide them the boxes to do that. So there are so many sub-sectors in, in, food, in food distribution. I think we, we, are, we will be occupied for the next couple of years. Yeah. So I'm already excited about these two. And yes. if others develop, then, then that's great.
0: Yeah, they're very good. I'm thinking about bananas, my bana- bananas and mangoes. I'd like them come over. <laughs> oh, Lovely and nice and sweet. Okay, now there are two tokens that are available. There's yeah. the Logi token and the SMARC. SMARC. Could you tell us the difference between the two and how they're going to operate?
1: So we recognized if we want to succeed in building and sort of the operating system for the containers worldwide, it needs to be under a separate entity and um, that's why we created the Logi ecosystem Mm -hmm. and that should be run by a separate entity which will be a foundation and the, the foundation will not be dominated by us, but that's why we said it needs to be, we are a stakeholder in that foundation, but in the future we want to have freight forwarders, we want to have airlines, we want to have maybe customs clearance agents in there so that it becomes an ecosystem where other, um, all stakeholders want to be involved in. And okay. that's the Logi token. So the Logi token is a utility token. Uh, we're raising four million to start. And so we. we I learned take small amounts of money, Yeah to invest that and then later on uh, go back to the community once you've proven that it actually works. Right. So So that's what we're doing on the Logi. uh, Four million
0: US dollars.
1: Four million US dollars. Okay
0: and the Logi token is um, so people you using that to buy and rent and use the services on the the, on the logistics platform. It's the crypto fuel
1: for that uh, blockchain Uh, that means the fees, if you want to use it, is, is one application. It can be also the, the currency used because okay. it can be faster and more efficient maybe than others. So there are a couple of use cases for the for the Logi token on the lottery chain.
0: Great, and it's an ERC-20 token?
1: It's an ERC-20 token. Okay,
0: plain very butter. good, and then the other one, the SMARC? The
1: SMARC is different um, because it is future dividends, which includes exit proceeds, or the dividends that are generated annually through the two businesses of uh, of SkyCell and Food Guardians. Okay, it's a security token in most jurisdictions. Um, oh. In Switzerland, we we got from the Financial Market Authority Finma a letter which gives us the green light to to, to promote it and sell it, and uh, so which which can be passported into Europe and other parts of the world.
0: Okay, now just there's a few questions that, in, that sure. I want to ask you in what you've said. So when is the a security token, is this, is the SMARC and the Logi, are the, is it available for investors from the United States?
1: So there are restrictions, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we would love to have everybody as our customer, which is one of our motivations of an ICO. Because if we have a global investor base, we have global ambassadors looking out for what could be our applications, for example, in Vietnam. So yeah. actually I have an investor from Vietnam now and that brought us a couple of applications. No, yes, we, we, have, we have restrictions. We can't sell to retail investors in most markets uh, in, in the United States. Uh, we are restricted to, to, um, to uh, accredited investors. And um, in Europe, there are restrictions. We can't take more than, for example, 150 investors per country. So yes, there are restrictions in fundraising, which are quite unfortunate, but it's, it's a job of, of, a, of a company doing an ICO to know that and know how to execute that, that, that you stay
0: compliant. Okay. All right. So an accredited investor, would they would contact you separately to arrange yeah. their investment. Okay. Yes, and that's sir. usually like, a, a my understanding, like a really large investor and stuff, and they've been, I don't know, accredited by whichever organization in the United States. Now, the other thing you said is no more than 150 investors from each European nation. So I'm in the UK. Does that mean that no more than 150 Britons can invest in this?
1: Since UK is still part of the European Union, that's that is the case. Yeah, um, I think so far we have two. Company. Um, <laughs> so, so far we've been in private sale. So private sale, we we specifically targeted larger investors that wanted to do tickets of two hundred fifty thousand and more. Okay. Now we're entering the pre-sale uh, phase, where the ticket size is significantly lower. It's already only at five thousand, and then at uh, in ICO, then it's as little as five hundred dollars.
0: Okay. All right I see and and then I we don't at the time of recording we don't have all the dates fixed and I'll add something at the end of the video or at the yes. beginning of the video to let people know what the dates are thank you for that so okay so people in other jurisdictions like somebody in india or south africa or nigeria you could have as many as you like is that, is that the case
1: that is unfortunately the case these are restrictions sure. that we have by uh, certain restrictions uh, by, by certain jurisdictions yes um it can be also in in many markets also, the definition of an accredited investor is differently. So it's unfortunate, case by case uh, scenario. Sure. But, uh,
0: we. I listen, Richard. I I I don't think it's you. I think it's the uh, the regulatory environment that we're in. I'm sure you'd be happy to take uh, ETH from anyone anywhere. <laughs>
1: To be honest, if it were up to me, I think I would I would go as, as low as uh, a dollar to invest, yeah. but uh, that uh, is not possible in, in the majority of markets. Also, um, Switzerland is very strong now on uh, KYC, Know Your Client,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and Anti-Money Laundry. These processes, unfortunately, have a significant cost to it, so that's why we have a minimum ticket size of $500, otherwise it, it doesn't make sense for us as a company to do it, otherwise we would take money and then actually have to spend it to, to, to make the, the investor compliant.
0: Okay, very, all right, very good. So you got to do KYC, all right, and um, how much do the tokens cost?
1: Um, Token. Uh, that's a good question. I have to look it up. It's in, it's, it's in the it's in the white paper, okay. uh, but I think it's forty five cents on um, on the smart token, and on the logic token. To be honest, I have to look it up.
0: No problem. And then people can choose whichever proportion, like I Correct. like sixty percent of that and forty percent of that.
1: Historically, it's ninety ten. Yeah. So, but that was on the private sales side, where it was. I think we're a little bit of a different ICO because one, we're uh, we're an established company doing a, a, a fundraise through an ICO. That's one that makes us already a little bit unique.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, we attracted a lot of um, old school investors. So I always joke we're the the entry drug into the the ICO world. Yeah. So a lot of times, it's it's entrepreneurs and family offices we are sometimes their first investment into that space.
0: Right. But that was one thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Large investors, because I understand you raised a significant amount of money. Um, yeah, from so it, large investors. So when
1: we started out the company, so that's why I, my, my, I said earlier I, I learned to start small and build on that. Yeah. Uh, when we started out the company, we started with hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars more than six and a half years ago, and up until today, invested we have close to thirty two million dollars uh, Swiss francs today invested in, and so that's why the ICO with thirty six million is in a good proportion to what we've invested before, now we know how to scale yes. and that's why we, we we can take more.
0: Okay, and are you at liberty to say to name any of the investors?
1: So uh, normally investor name protection is quite important, but sure. one thing you can always do and look who's on the board. Yes that gives a good indication <laughs> uh, of who, who are the investors.
0: Okay, very good and that will be that'll be in the, in the white paper. And I know I think it's that's also a white
1: paper on the websites of uh, Smart Container, Sky and Food Guardians, that's where you, you can find the book. You board. can
0: find that. Listen. Thank you so much for that, Richard. And you know, I don't have a business background, but when I see smarter business heads than I investing in this, because this has a definite real-world business use case. This is something that you're already doing successfully, that's already happening. You know, drugs are gonna be shipped around the world, food is gonna be shipped around the world. So I think that says something about um, the validity and the viability of this venture. And of course, uh, people should do their own due diligence and check it out for themselves. And if you are in one of, those, uh, one of the European countries, you may want to move quickly to make sure that you uh, get in on the 150. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: right. It's not only fear of missing out created by a company, but this is unfortunately market restrictions that we have.
0: Sure. Now, the, the, um, other, the other thing you said, you mentioned an exit. What do you mean an exit?
1: So, an exit uh, in a company can be through a trade sale. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were approached uh, by our major competitor on the farmer side multiple times. We also got ridiculously good-looking offers already. Uh, <laughs> so, the last one six months ago, for example, was $125 million for, for SkySale, wow. which we... Um, declined and yep. I think it, it's it's good to remain independent because I think we can really grow it much much further and um, so yes, if we were to sell partially cell or completely, these exit proceeds uh, would go to smart containers and 20% of, um, of those dividends go to the token holders.
0: Right, okay. Sorry we had a little technical glitch there. Uh, one of our laptops ran out of power so we're starting again. And I I just asked you about the exit strategy, and and my understanding is that should, for example, you sell sell the company in a couple of years' time, say for $200 million, and this is for illustrative purposes only, 20% of that, which would be $40 million, would be shared out pro rata to the smart token holders. Correct. Yeah, not the Logi, L-O-G-I token holders.
1: No, Logi is independent. So the Logi ecosystem is purely... To operate the, the, it's a utility token for the ecosystem. Okay. So this is, this is independent of the development of, of Smart.
0: Okay. And then, e- no, when you exit or not, that, whether that happens, that'll be up to, there's nothing definite. It's a possibility. It may or may not happen. But in the meantime, Smart token holders receive 20% of the annual profits or revenue? Profits. Annual profits. Okay. And they receive them once a year or quarterly or weekly or daily
1: um this, this this is up to the board to so the process in Switzerland is the following yeah you close the annual year yeah the, the board looks at how much actually could be um, handed out as, as dividends to token holders and shareholders and and then that's proposed to the annual uh, shareholder meeting yeah and uh, when the shareholders decide yes to, to to issue the dividend as proposed by the board of directors it is uh, it is uh, spent so it's it's uh, Wire to the shareholders and to the token holders. Now, the token holders have an option. We could buy back tokens as well. So it's it could be through either a dividend to the to the through the ERC20 token to the wallets,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or it could be that uh, we put it to the vote. And if the majority of of, um, of token holders decide yes, pl- but I would rather that you buy back tokens, thus reduce the liquidity in the market, which would sub- substantially drive up the price. And this is the decision of the token holders.
0: Okay. All right. So it's either, it's either or, either buyback, yeah. or um, now the, the dividend payments will be in the form of ETH.
1: It's in in the form of ether. Yeah.
0: Okay. And is it a push payment or a pull payment? Like, do, would I have need to do something to get the payment, or would it just land automatically by magic into my ether wallet?
1: Um, as the token will be traded in the future. We have to make sure that we we have the, the shareholder needs to be kyc'd right so uh, we have to check did was there a transfer of of the tokens if yes these have to be re-kyc'd before they receive the money okay. um but this, this is a standard process and sure. then the, the dividend is
0: issued very good very good okay all right Richard.
1: so that's actually to, as a comment here this is the reason why we couldn't we i think it will be quite popular um when we put it to the vault the shareholder or the token holders will then say, no, I would rather have you buy back from, from the exchanges.
0: Right. Okay, so you'd buy back from the exchanges, not from the ones that I hold?
1: No, from the exchanges. Okay. So it has to be public. It has to be public action. Otherwise, it would not affect the global price.
0: Right, right. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, thank you. Richard, is there anything else you want to let us know or that I haven't asked you about, that I should have asked you about, that you think would be useful for people to know?
1: Not at this stage, but uh, what you know, people can always reach out to us and also ask me ask me anything on Telegram. We have uh, a, quite a popular Telegram group now, um, which we, which we we moderate and I uh, I answer also in personally. So any question is is fair game. Just uh, just ask us. There is um, a lot of the questions asked are actually answered already. Yes, but. Uh, always uh, happy
0: to answer them again well you'll have new people coming on online and new people will come online and say when exchange when Lambo when insulated box
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so uh, about 2000 um, members and it jumped from from about 750 to 2000 now in 8 days yes yes we had a significant jump now and I think that will continue to grow now. Continue
0: going. Forward, I think yeah. it will. I think it will. And it, given and it's two thousand at the time of recording, and you're still in private presale. I have a yeah. a Telegram index, crypto rich Telegram index, which suggests that you know this is on track. And then, in my personal opinion, um, I think this is going to be a successful ICO. It's an already successful company with a real existing business case and moving moving your model over into the blockchain for greater efficiency and the fact that large investors are coming in I think also bodes well. I think what what, um, we
1: we saw now in the last couple of months um, one was uh, the whole crypto market was not doing so well so that's why we had to time the the timeline of our ICO quite well. The other aspect is the the security token is new to this industry Um, but it's becoming now an I think it will be the industry standard, I think, already next year, as more and more exchanges are actually getting licenses by teaming up with existing um, real stock market exchanges to offer security tokens. Okay. So we see this, for example, with Binance moving to, to Malta and teaming up with the local exchange, and a couple of others in Switzerland, and there will be more announcements all over the world uh, with with uh, security token exchanges.
0: Great. Richard? So I think
1: this was one of the... the the, the few frequent questions that we got are uh, oh, your your security token, how would that affect your listing, and um, I think I think it's it's uh, it will be resolved uh, in September.
0: Yes, yes, very good, very good. Richard, listen, thank you so much. It's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'll have all the relevant links in the description below. If you have any questions or comments for uh, Richard or the Smart Containers team, please put them in the description below. And consider that your donation. Donate your comments to me. Don't donate your Bitcoin or your ETH. Just donate your comments and uh, subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you find out about other ERC20 tokens. And uh, until we speak again, this is Crypto Rich and Crypto Richard signing out. All the best. Bye-bye. Thank you.